I hope you guys are uh, having a great uh, time getting ready for Christmas and all the things that are going along with that. And I just want to also welcome you to Thrive Church. We are so glad to see you here uh, this morning. And also, just want to make a quick word saying that we're going to be having our Christmas service, God with us. It's going to be not next weekend, but the weekend after that. And that's going to, we're actually doing two services again for that. That'll be 930 and 11 a.m. And we got a bunch of cards. You might have gotten one at the door. And we'd encourage you to to take some of these and invite friends and family uh, out to this Christmas service. You know, there's a lot of people that will only come to church twice a year, Christmas and Easter. And this is just a great opportunity to get those people out and uh, they can hear the gospel. So we'd encourage you to to take some of those um, and invite some people. And also for our setup crew, uh, next week um, we're going to give you guys a little bit of a break. And instead of being here at 8 o'clock to set up, we're going to be here at 8.30 to set up. So I'll give you guys a half an hour extra sleep. So um, so for those of you that don't know, everything's got to get set up and torn down every week. But uh, but it's a, it's a great opportunity. We build some great relationships. But again, I want to welcome you all that are here with us and those that are watching online at Thrive.Church. And we are in our series, Present Tense. This is the second week. And uh, let's face it. You know, this time of year can be a a tense and stressful time of the year. And it can be really hard for some people because of a variety of things. Maybe people face uh, loneliness or maybe a loved one passed away or, or some kind of tragedy in our life. And instead of it bringing joy into our lives. We go into this time of year and it's kind of maybe bittersweet. It brings sadness. So my question is, is are you joyful? Are you joyful? I I didn't ask if if you're happy. I asked, are you joyful? Do you know there's a difference between being happy and being joyful? There's, There's a difference. Some people think that they're the same thing. But really, they have a different source. See, happiness comes from the happenings in our life, the things that happen to us. That's what makes us happy. Joy, on the other hand, is from God. Joy is a choice that we make inside. It's something that comes from within. Are you happy? Some of you might be like, yeah, I'm happy. Some of you might not. I say, oh, here, I got a gift card for $50 for your favorite restaurant. And you're like, wow, that's great. Now I'm happy. I said, oh, but also I slit your tires out in the parking lot. Now, now you're, oh, you're not happy anymore. I said, but, but I bought you a brand new car to replace it. And now you're happy again. And then I punch you in the face. And now you're mad. You're like, I'm going to hit you now. And then I'm like, but I, I bought you, I paid for an all expense paid vacation to the Bahamas for next week. And now you're happy again. See, our happiness is often dependent on our happenings, the things that happen to us. And, and we, we talk about, and here in America, about the pursuit of happiness. And, and whenever I hear that, the pursuit of happiness, I just kind of picture like being on a treadmill with like this carrot dangling out in front, and we're running trying to get that carrot, and we're not really getting there. Because if the pursuit of happiness... It's just a pursuit. And because if if happiness is brought about by the things that happen to us, in a lot of ways, it's kind of out of our control, isn't it? 
So we're pursuing something, but we're never quite getting it. So what's the world's solution? The world's solution is, you know, you go to a bar and you get drunk and you meet miserable people and that'll make you happy. Right? And I've, I've talked to people, like, well, that, that, that's a good time. But usually the next day they don't still feel like it was a good time. Or every commercial, especially we see commercials, and what do they all say? Buy our junk and you'll be happy. <laughs> you know, be the first one in your block to have, you know, a curved 3D TV that you can, like, taste and smell and everything. I mean, we're like, man, if I just can only have that, then I'll be happy. Man, we, we see that in kids a lot, don't we? Especially this time of year. We're like, man, I just want this or that, or we want toys. Or, or like when I was growing up, they don't do it as much anymore. But man, you remember cereal commercials? Like maybe 15, 20 years ago? And it was like this like little toy that's in this I mean, nothing about the cereal. Like the whole commercial was about the toy. And you're like, I gotta get that. And you're like, this little superhero. And he flies around and shoots lasers out of his eyes and all this great. And then you get it and it's a piece of junk plastic. And you're like, what in the world? Like, I thought this would bring me happiness. But so many people are are sad and depressed and miserable. So, so we just get on medications and that'll make us happy. Some people self-medicate to make themselves happy. Or maybe if I could just find the right person, then, then I'll be happy. The right boyfriend, the right girlfriend, then I'll be happy. Or if I just buy the, the, the latest and greatest car or, or some other thing, then I'll be happy. But true and lasting joy isn't something that you can find in the world. It's not something that you can purchase. It's not something that, that happens to us. True joy comes from within. Happiness is based on what happens, but joy comes from inside. Remember what the angel said in Luke? Luke chapter 2, verse 10. We're actually going to be reading through Luke. Uh, starting this week, we're going to start reading Luke and, 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 and the account of Jesus' birth and his life. And here's what, what it says in Luke 10. It says, but the angel, the angels appeared to the shepherds, right? And they came out and they did this big like song and dance thing in the sky. And what do they say? They said, don't be afraid. The angel says, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people good news to bring great joy. See, when people treat me good and things are going well, then I'm happy. But when things are bad, then I'm not happy anymore. Some people go around even when things are going good and they act not happy, right? Anyone know somebody like that? Don't elbow anybody. Don't point fingers. But like, maybe you know somebody like, man, man like the, everything's going good in their life and they're still unhappy. This is the time of the year we sing joy to the world, right? We sing that today, joy to the world. But we walk around looking like we're sucking on a lemon or something. Are we really experiencing it? And here, here's the reality. For a lot of people, this year, this time of year, it triggers sadness. And it triggers hurt. Maybe there was a a death of a loved one. Maybe 
there was a, a divorce or a separation. And, and as you go through Christmas, it, it triggers these memories. Maybe, maybe you had a really good job and, and you lost the job. Maybe there was a, a death of a, of a pet. Maybe you just found out Santa isn't real, you know? You're like, man, this stinks. And um, maybe being alone. You know, a lot of people are alone this time of year. Maybe there's health problems. Health problems can really get us down. It's like this, this old man, and, and uh, he was kind of suspicious of his wife's hearing. And so he went to his doctor and said, you know what, I think my wife has a hearing problem. And his doctor says, well, here's what you can do to find out. He says, what you do is, is you go in and you say something, and if she doesn't respond, then you keep moving closer and say it again, moving closer, say it again, keep doing that, and, and then you can tell if she has any hearing loss. So, so he goes in, and one, one night he's, he's in there, and he sees her cooking dinner. She's not looking at him. So, so he stands up 15 feet away and says, honey, what are we having for dinner tonight? He listens. Nothing. Takes a few steps closer. Honey, what are we having for dinner tonight? Nothing. Steps a little closer. Honey, what are we having for dinner tonight? Nothing. He gets up like right behind her now. He's like, honey, what are we having for dinner tonight? She turns around and says, for the fourth time, we're having chicken. <laughs> I guess the wrong person had the problem. Um, but, you know, it's like we have health issues. We get older and, and things that come against us. And they put this, this bittersweet feeling on a holiday that's supposed to be joyful. You know, the holiday is kind of like, like a magnifying glass. And what it does is the pain and the suffering that we've maybe experienced throughout the year now gets magnified. Why? Usually it's because of our expectations, you know, but, but it, gets, it gets magnified because now we're much more aware of it. You know, when I was a kid, I was like five or six years old, always, 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 always wanted a brother or a sister, but specifically I wanted a brother. And, uh, and my mom got pregnant and she was uh, due and, and, you know, we're going along. I'm five, six years old. I'm like stoked. I'm like hoping that we have uh, a, a boy. And my parents, they go to the, the hospital, right, to, to have the baby. It was December 9th, which is just a couple days away. They go, and then I remember them coming in the driveway. And I remember, like, kind of looking to see, like, where's the car seat and where's the baby and, and all this stuff. And my parents come in, and they pull me aside, and they say, well, we had a boy, but he died at birth. And, I mean, I was, like, five or six years old. I'm like, what? Like, I mean, I was so looking forward to spending Christmas with my new brother or sister, whichever it was. But, and, and I ended up getting a brother, but he died at birth. And it was just like, I remember that Christmas. I, I'm just a little kid, and I was excited, but it wasn't quite the same. And years after that, like, it, it just wasn't the same. And we were all, there was always just this sadness that came along with Christmas. And a lot of times we go through things. Now, now for me, that was something that was like right in December. Some of us, it might not have even happened just right then. Maybe it's something that happened earlier on. But now you're, you're almost dreading going into the holiday season without your loved one. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, face these kind of things 
this time of the year. You know what it says in Psalms 34, verse 18? It says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And, and you know, if you're not brokenhearted now, you know what? At some point in time, you're going to probably face something. But, you know, we can probably all relate to that to some extent. You know, C.S. Lewis said, said, God whispers to us in our pleasures. He speaks in our conscience, but he shouts in our pain. And sometimes, you know, we realize that that's when God can work in us the most, is when we go through some difficult times. You know, what's, what's the big idea, though? See, God gets our attention very well when we're in pain or we experience troubles, suffering in this life. When things are going well, oftentimes we don't pay that much attention to God. There was a, a time where, where Bob Hope, the comedian, he received an award and he got up and he said, he said, I don't deserve this, but then I have arthritis and I don't deserve that either, you know? I mean, we can look around and I don't deserve this. I don't deserve what I'm going through. Why does God allow certain things to happen to me? And unfortunately, it's just a part of being alive. Things happen to us. And God knows every bird that falls. But, you know, he doesn't always stop that from happening either. What matters is not what happens to us, the happenings, but what matters is our response to those things. See, what, what goes on in the world, we don't have control over. But what we do have control over is our response. And are we responding out of joy? Our attitude towards life is important. We can trust God. Even in the hard times, we can still trust Him. When, when suffering comes our way, we need to be more like, like Job. Job in the Bible, man, this guy lost everything. He lost everything he could possibly lose. And listen to what it says in the first chapter of Job, verse 21 and 22. He says, I came naked from my mother's womb and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I have and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. And verse 22 says, in all this, Job did not sin by blaming God. I mean, he lost his family. He lost his crops. He lost everything. Some of us, we're just like, like, you know, can't find a parking space. And we're like, God, why are you letting this happen to me? You know? Or all oh, they have a sale on like the new eye gadget. And we're like, oh, they're all out of stock. God, why did you let this happen to me? And sometimes we get so focused on other things, but it's our response that matters. See, Job, he stayed joyful, even in the middle. He didn't play the blame game. He stayed focused on God. There's this reoccurring phrase in the Bible, and I think it applies to us. And we see it all through the New Testament. We even see it in all in the Old Testament. And it comes, you know, like it's even in the Christmas story, Luke 2. It says, and it came to pass... That's it. And it came to pass. We're like, well, I mean, it's usually going on to tell us something that happened. But I'm like, you know, that little, that little phrase there, and it came to pass. It means nothing is going to last forever. Nothing lasts very long. Maybe you're in a really hard time right now. Well, you know what? It came to pass. 
It's not going to stick around forever. You may experience sadness. You may experience grief, despair. But these things, yes, they will come. But they'll soon be over. In Psalms 30, verse 5, the last part of verse 5, it says, Weeping may last through the night, but joy, joy comes with the morning. See, we may go through really hard times in our life. And maybe some of you are are not quite sure how you're going to face the holidays this year. Because there's been a drastic change in your life. Well, weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. It came to pass. Today may not be good, but it will pass. Psalms 30, uh, going on further in, in the chapter, verse 11, it says, You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. Man, what a contrast that is. I was mourning, but now I'm dancing. You've taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Are we able to, to respond to the situations in our life with joy? See, it's a choice to rejoice. It doesn't necessarily come naturally, but it takes a choice. Joy is a choice. If we don't choose joy, guess what will happen? The circumstances, they're going to just drag us down. They're going to drag us down. We need to choose joy. See, joy is a lot like love. You know, a lot of times people, especially if you're younger, you start thinking, oh, love is a feeling. But, but the people that are older, maybe have been married for a while, understand that true love is not a feeling, but it's a choice. Right? It's something that I choose to love this person. You know, even if they like leave their underwear on the floor every day, you know, in the bathroom. Or, I choose to still love you in spite of that. In spite of the fact that you've you know, racked up the credit card, you know, or whatever. I choose to love you. Joy is a choice. It's a decision that we make. In Hebrews 12, verse 2, says, We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. Obviously, here we are in this holiday season, a season where, where we celebrate the birth of Christ. You know, and we wrap all kinds of other things up in that. We wrap in gift giving and getting together family and doing parties and all these things we wrap up. But really what we're doing is, is celebrating the birth of Christ. So says we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. But then listen to what it says in the next part of the verses. Because of the joy awaiting him, this is Jesus, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Imagine that. Think about that for a moment. Jesus, as he was being beaten and hung on a cross, he was looking forward to this joy. He had a joy. Now, was he joyful about the cross and all the pain? No, no, I'm sure he wasn't. But but because of the joy that was awaiting him, he endured it. Now, what about us? We go through things in life probably not nearly as dramatic as what Jesus went through. And are we able to endure it because of the joy that is awaiting for us? Jesus endured hurt and suffering. Are we able to endure that as well? And how do we get this joy? How do we get this joy? Here in John 15, it tells us. In John 15, 
verse 9 through 11. It says, I have loved you even as the Father has loved you. Remain in my love. That's the first thing. Remain in my love. And then it goes on to say, in verse 10, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. So, so this is when you obey my commandments. Verse 11 says, I have told you these things so you'll be filled with joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Again, verse 9, and it says the first thing is, is to remain in my love. Remain in God's love. You have to get things right with God. How can you experience God's love if your life is not right with God? And instead of feeling joy, maybe you feel shame and guilt and fear. But see, when we remain in God's love, that means when we give our lives to Him, when we receive the, the gift that Christ has given us. See, Jesus came and He died for us. He lived his life and, and, and he gives us an opportunity to be right with God. Are we remaining in that love? Have we accepted that love? Because that's one of the most crucial parts of receiving this joy from God. The second thing in verse 10, it says, when you obey my commandments. So it's obeying his commandments. See, so much hurt and pain and suffering in our lives could be avoided if we just obeyed God's teachings, you know that, like, like we look back at some of the hurt that we experienced. Now, some of it's totally out of our control, but some of it we can look at and be like, oh, you know, I, I played a part in that. Some of us don't even want to admit it, right? We want to blame somebody else. But, but if we really honestly say, like, you know, I played a part in that because we haven't stayed within the boundaries that God has set. See, the world says, oh, there's no right or wrong. Do what you will, want. Do what you will. Psalms 119.35 says, Make me walk along the path of your commands. That means make me obey your commands. Make me walk the path that you've set for me. Let me stay on the trail. Let me not, not get away from your boundaries. And he says, for that is where my happiness is found. That is where this true joy is found. See, when we remain in his love and when we obey his commands... Back to what we were reading in John 15 and 11, it says, I have told you this so that you'll be filled with joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. See, we often aren't joyful because we're, we're focusing on our problems too much. I mean, we're just looking at our problems and it's like, oh, it's all my problems, my problems, my problems, my problems. But joy is often found in giving. What is it? The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. And, 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 you know, think about this for a moment. Are you more joyful, especially us that, you know, as we get older, giving a gift to someone or give, getting a gift in return? Usually in giving, man, it's like I pick something I, and I want to give this to you. And there's that, that joy. Well, see, a lot of times we don't experience joy because we're so focused on our own problems. And joy is found in giving and in serving others and focusing on other people and focusing on their needs rather than focusing on our own. Because see, we're never going to find joy just pursuing our own happiness. If I'm trying to, this pursuit of happiness, this pursuit of happiness that we, we all hear about, you're not going to find it. You're not going to find it. 
You're not going to find true joy there at least. See, we find it by, by loving and obeying God and serving others. It's like some people have said, so the, like kind of made this acronym out of the word joy, right? For J was Jesus, the O is others, and the Y is you. And, and that's really what we need to do. Putting Jesus first, serving the needs of others, and then putting ourselves last. That's where joy starts to grow. See, and as we experience the joy, this is the cool thing. It'll bring us strength. Man, you might be like, I'm, I'm face, I don't know how I'm going to have the strength to get through this holiday. I don't know how I'm going to have the strength to, to face my family. I don't know how I'm going to have the strength to do whatever it is. But here in, in, in the last part of Nehemiah 18, it says, don't be dejected and sad. You might go into this holiday like, this is going to be the worst holiday. Don't be dejected and sad. Why? Because this is for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Not the sadness, not the depression. That's not our strength. Everybody knows that drains our strength. But the joy, not the anxiety, not the fear, not the hurt. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You need strength for this holiday? You need strength to go through the hurt and pain that you face now or even other times of the year for the loss. You need strength for, for the loneliness that you feel. Well, the joy of the Lord is your strength. There is hope for you if you're hurting today because see, God, he hasn't forgotten you. He hasn't forgotten what you're going through. In fact, he has strength available to you. He knows your pain and his joy will be your strength. Sick? Maybe you're sick. You're battling physical pain. He can heal you. Maybe your, your marriage is falling apart and it's troubled. He can restore that. Maybe you feel like my life is just a total mess. He can repair it. There is nothing beyond the power of Christ. But maybe you've been hurting for so long that you've just lost hope. You've just lost hope just been so long it's time to accept his strength the joy of the lord is our strength don't lose hope we're going to finish in psalms 40 verse 1 and he says i waited patiently for the lord to help me see someone we're like i've just been in it for so long i don't know if i can wait any longer for his strength to be made available. He says, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and he heard my cry. And he lifted me out of the pit of despair. Ever feel like you're in just that pit of despair? Like, man, I just feel like, like there's nothing I can do to pull out of this depression. There's nothing I can do to, to, to just get out of these blues that I'm feeling. He says, he lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud, out of the mire. And he set my feet on solid ground. He steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. And many will see and hear what he's done and be amazed. They'll put their trust in the Lord. Wait, what, what is that? See, when we're experiencing joy, when we're demonstrating joy in hard times, other people notice that. They're like, you're nuts. Like, how, how can this not be tearing your life apart? You know, I, I mean, I've, I've done many funerals for people that, that are believers. 
And, and whenever I go to them, one of the common things they say is, I don't know why, but I feel peace. I feel joy. Even in the midst of this tragedy, I feel this peace and joy. I can't even describe it. And many people, they see that, and they put their trust in the Lord. See, what are we all looking for in life? We're, we're going on this pursuit of happiness. I want happiness. I want happiness. And man, I bought the Porsche and it didn't give me happiness. And I bought the house and it didn't give me happiness. And they see you and everything's going wrong in your life. And you've got joy. You've got strength. Man, that's unusual. Most people's lives are falling apart and they've got everything. And here you are with the joy of the Lord being your strength. See, it takes a choice to rejoice. Are we remaining in God's love? And are we obeying his commands? Let's pray. Well, Father, we come to you now. And we thank you for your joy. Your word says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And Lord, we realize that we don't have that much strength on our own. And Lord, I think there's, there's people here right now that are suffering and they're hurting and maybe dreading going into this time. This most wonderful time of the year is, is becoming a, a most dreaded time for them maybe. But we know that you've come to bring us joy to the world. And that joy will be our strength. Help us to choose joy. Help us to remain in your love. Maybe you're here and you don't know God. You've, you, you're not remaining in his love. You're certainly not experiencing God's joy. Well, now is the time to commit your life to him, to give your life completely to him and say, you know what? I want some of the strength. I'm dreading going into these next few weeks, but not even these next few weeks, the, the next year and just whatever. I just feel like, like the depression and the, the weight of the world is on me. And if so then let's take this and let's remain in God's love. Let's, let's put our faith in Christ. God's word says that if you believe that Jesus is Lord and you say it with your mouth, you can be saved. It's not some like weird, freaky thing. It's just saying, you know, I, I give my life over to you. And if, and if that's where you are, I would invite you to just say a prayer similar to this of, Father, please forgive me of my sin and come into my life. I want to follow you. Please give me your joy. Turn my, my mourning and sadness around and make it joyful and dancing. In Jesus' name, amen. So I would encourage you, let's choose joy this week. And it might be harder for some of you than others because I don't know what you're all going through. But let's choose joy this season. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go and visit us at www.thrive.church. If you're ever in the area, we'd like to invite you to come and join us. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to leave a rating, review, share with your friends and family. Until next time, may you grow deeper in God's word each day.